Welcome to the Rebel Heart Coaching Podcast, where BSN registered nurse, integrative health practitioner, and board certified life coach Samantha Shatek teaches you how to go beyond managing your circumstances and start intentionally creating a life you love using her proven strategies. Well, hello, you beautiful soul. How are you today? Today, I have a fun day planned. I just got off a session with a client, and it was so awesome. And I have another podcast interview tonight with a dear friend. Life is good. It is a little bit chilly. It's starting to get chilly here in Minnesota. So I had to break out the scarf and warmer clothing today, but getting excited for that change and just observing the seasons and all of its glory. I want to talk today about something that I am super passionate about. It's near and dear to my heart. And a lot of people in the coaching world, they have heard of this before, most likely. But I think a lot of you may not have ever heard of this. And I'm going to be talking about something called the mindset model, also known as the thought model. What this is, to summarize, it's a step-by-step and practical model, and it's a process that you can use to help manage your mind and create better results for yourself that you want and love. Now, let me explain. This thought model, by no means, is my own personal model. Many others before me have used it, and even the people that made this model up from things that they had heard. So from a young age, um, in my early 20s, I have been studying a lot of this material. I have been introduced to so many different thoughts um, from so many different subjects and not necessarily knowing where it was leading me, just finding profound interest in many different subjects, specifically in self-development, self-growth, spirituality, science, art, metaphysics, and those sorts of topics. So this thought model, or the mindset model, it is not necessarily new ideas, but it's the way that it's put together that I have found that it's so useful for me. It's been life-changing for my clients, and it's a way that when you write it out on paper, and eventually, if you practice, you will be able to do it on the fly and in your mind. It's a very simple and practical way where you can become aware of what you're thinking and change it so you can interrupt the pattern. And it's just a very visual and easy way to do it. Today, I'm going to talk about all of the components of the model. And I'm going to be talking specifically about the first component of the model. And I'm going to spend the next four podcasts after this one going through each component of the model and explaining it in more depth because each component and each word of the model deserves its own podcast because there's so much information that I really want to take my time and I really want to explain these elements. And I am going to post a link in the show notes So that if you want to look at a visual aid for the model, it might make a lot more sense, especially if you're a visual learner like I am. So I will post a link in the show notes that will get you the mindset model visual aid. So I'm going to start 
by just going through what the model is, the words that are affiliated with the model, and briefly what each word means. And then I will go into depth in the next few podcasts talking about each line of the model. The model or mindset model or thought model consists of five elements and it starts at the very top with circumstances. And that is the first word. If you have a pen and paper and want to write it down or come back to this, you can. If you're listening, no big deal. But the first word is circumstance. And what that is, is a circumstance refers to situations in your life that are truly out of your control. And they're indisputable, they're neutral, and they're just objective facts. There is no emotion involved, and it's typically something that everyone can observe or agree on. Here, I'm going to give a couple examples so you know what I'm talking about. One example is it's raining outside. So if I can observe that it's raining outside, that is neutral. It's observable by many people, and it is a fact. If I say I'm five foot four inches tall, that can be measured, other people can observe it, and that is an objective circumstance. The cool thing about circumstances is that we're always going to have external circumstances in our life or people in our life that affect us in different ways. And the circumstances are the only thing in this model, and this bears repeating, the circumstances are the only thing in this model that is out of our control, which is everything around us. It's people, it's things that happen, it's natural disasters, things like that. But circumstances at the very top always trigger the next line, and that is our thoughts. Now, this is the rest of the model from here on down are things that we can influence, affect, and control with some practice and awareness. When the circumstance happens in our life, the circumstances happen all the time because we're alive and we're living life on planet Earth and there's outside forces and circumstances that happen that's always going to trigger a thought. Now, a thought is the second line in the model. So if you want to write down thought or thoughts, that would go next. And a thought is simply, just to give it definition, is a sentence that happens in your mind and it is your interpretation of the neutral facts and circumstances. It can vary greatly from person to person and it carries a specific frequency. Okay, so that's a lot to unpack there. I just want to read something again. Your thought about a circumstance is your individual interpretation of a neutral fact or circumstance. That's really powerful because most of the time when we're not aware of what we're thinking, our brain, its job is to think thoughts. And we think, give or take, about 60,000 thoughts a day. And that's a lot of thoughts. And there's no way that we can be aware of every single thought we're thinking, but we can start with one thought at a time. Our habitual and their subconscious, and they've gone on autopilot because we're so used to thinking them that we don't even realize that it's a thought anymore. And this right here, this circumstance as humans, being humans who have thoughts, that may or may not be true is one of the main reasons we get into so much trouble. We cause more struggle for ourselves, And it's another reason why coaching is so valuable 
because even I have a coach, all coaches, most coaches are encouraged and want their own coach as well for this reason. And that is because we can't always see our own thoughts. We can't always be aware of all of them. We can't always and be aware of the the BS that we're telling ourselves. So it becomes imperative that we have someone in our life to help us point those things out so that we can progress. And we can do it on our own as well. We can absolutely use this model to coach ourselves and it's super effective. But there is nothing like having the support of a coach who can see your own BS, call you out on your own stuff in, of course, a gentle and loving and empathetic way, and who really believes in you even if you don't believe in yourself yet. There's something really, really magical and powerful about that. Thoughts are, again, they're a sentence that happens in your mind, and I'm going to give an example. A circumstance could be, as I mentioned before, that it's raining outside. Now, one person might automatically be used to thinking that when it's raining outside, that's the neutral circumstance, they may interpret that or think things such as, I don't like the rain, rain depresses me, I'm tired because of the rain, I want to be cozy and go back to bed, I hate the rain, things like that. Another person might habitually think, I love the rain. We need the rain. It's been dry out. The rain makes me happy and might have a positive slew of thoughts that are automatic about the rain. Okay, so that's just one example of how one circumstance can have many different interpretations because we're individuals. When we have thoughts about a circumstance, thoughts carry a specific frequency. Everything in the world, if you don't know it by now, and maybe you don't quite understand it, but everything is energy, frequency, vibration. So when you think a thought that's more high vibrational, such as thought that contains gratitude or a loving thought that has a specific frequency and it creates a feeling, which is in our next line of the model, that is a higher frequency feeling. So when we have a thought, even though the thought is in visible to our human eye, it will create a neurochemical signal for our body, which then produces a feeling. So the next line in the model going down, so it's circumstance that's neutral, our thoughts that we think about a neutral circumstance will then cause our feelings. Now to define feelings for the purpose of this model, feelings are caused largely by our thoughts. It's usually a one word emotion and feelings are simply physical vibrations in the body that correlate with the frequency of your thought. So if I think about a loving thought or that I love you or this is gonna be a great day, I'm gonna have a different feeling in my body than if I am thinking thoughts such as I suck, you suck, this sucks, or any other number of more lower vibrational thoughts that's going to cause feelings that are lower vibration, like sadness or anger or depression or any other number of feelings that are a little bit lower frequency on that vibratory scale. Now, it's important to note that I am not at all saying that there's not times where we are going to feel sad, angry, upset, shame. All of those feelings are appropriate sometimes to feel and we should feel them. This is not a toxic positivity situation where I'm saying or where the model is saying that we don't ever want to feel a negative feeling. 
So just hang with me so you understand what this model might be. And especially if you've never heard this before, it takes a little, it takes a minute for our brain to understand it. And if you've heard it before, hopefully it'll be good review and maybe you'll have an aha moment even if you've heard this before. So stick with me. So when we have a feeling, okay, the feelings then go on and drive all human action. Actions are the next line below feelings. Actions are caused and driven by the feelings. It can be a physical or mental activity, but an action can also be not taking action or inaction. So an example of action is worry and anxiety because that's a mental action. It could be eating a bag of chips. An action could be working out, sleeping all day, or it could be procrastinating and not taking action on something that you have wanted to do or keep perseverating on. So action is action or lack of action. And it's always, always, always driven by a feeling. So when we take an action or don't take an action, this will always cause our results that we're getting in our life. So the results are caused most directly by our actions and the results are a consequence, an outcome or an effect. But the result that you're getting for anything at any time is always tied back to the original thought or group of thoughts that you're having as to why you're getting that specific result. When you look at the model from the top down, the words are circumstances come first and those are the only things that we can't control. Everything else on the model we can become aware of, practice, and change throughout time if we'd like. Below circumstances is thoughts. Our thoughts cause our feelings. Below feelings is actions and actions always drive our results or lack of results. And our results are always point back up to evidence of our thoughts. And this is the mindset model. I want you to now think about a loving thought or that I love you or this is going to be a great day. I'm going to have a different feeling in my body than if I am thinking thoughts or reactions to it are a choice. Now, sometimes it doesn't feel like a choice because we are habitually used to thinking and believing certain things about any given subject. There's certain things that you know trigger you, upset you, certain things your kids or spouse or coworkers say to you that just kind of get under your skin. The challenge is that we can challenge ourselves to become more aware of what are we thinking about that circumstance that's creating these awful feelings and therefore actions that we're not necessarily proud of or that we don't want to be taking or causing us to procrastinate and not take action that we want to be taking and therefore not getting the results that we want. The other cool thing about this model is you can start anywhere on the model and work backwards and forwards from it. So if you know, for example, that you're feeling shame or you're feeling anxious, but you're not really sure why, you can fill in the model in any direction to try to figure out what are you thinking that's making you perhaps feel this way. So the model is really intuitive. It's really incredible. And even though it's a little bit of an, it it is an intellectual model where we're using a lot of different cognitive skills to become aware of our thoughts and our feelings. We're also using the wisdom of our body interpret this model. So 
I like to incorporate an example where a lot of people will ask me how do how does trauma come into play or how do our feelings or our body sensations come into play because it's mind and body together working. So let's say you're on a roller coaster and you're feeling butterflies. That's a feeling that comes from the experience directly of being on the roller coaster and what's happening in your body with those sensations. But where the model comes into play is then you have a choice, even if it doesn't feel like a choice, whether you want to make those feelings and circumstances mean that it's fun and exhilarating, or if you want to make it mean that it's terrifying and scary and that you're going to die. Same with many of you've probably heard about this analogy where anxiety and excitement feel the same. It's just how we interpret it. So the difference from getting to go on a new date, which is, you know, maybe you're, maybe there's a little anxiety, but there's more excitement and curiosity versus anxiety that you feel before you have to give like a public speech. Um, it's just that you'll interpret that most people interpret those sensations in your body differently based on programming and based on habitual ways of thinking. And another really great thing about the model that I love is you can take any feeling any thought, any action that you're taking, or you can even start with a result that you want to get and you can work the model up and down and you can work it left to right. If you, for example, you don't know what you're thinking, but you know that you're feeling anxious, you can work the model backwards and to try to figure out what thoughts you're feeling, what thoughts you're thinking from that core feeling. Also, if you want a result in your life, you can work the model backwards and say, okay, well, what actions do I need to take? And what feelings do I need to feel on purpose? And then what do I need to be thinking that will elicit those feelings in order to get me to take the action that will get the result that I want? And it sounds more complicated, but it's actually really quite simple as far as plugging it in to the model. And that's what's nice about the model is it's pretty simple, practical, and it's visual. So we can all learn it pretty easily. I think when we first start to work with the model, it can be really challenging and even frustrating or upsetting to realize how many thoughts we've been thinking that don't really serve us. But it is such an opportunity to just try to one thought at a time, become aware of where we're holding ourselves back and where we can maybe improve. When someone says something to us, it almost becomes easier to see that we don't have to take it personally and that everyone's just running their own model in their own head. It really gave me a new insight to the idea that we really can't take anything personally because everyone's just doing what they're doing and it has really usually not a lot to do with you. So it has helped free me also from my own suffering that I was unknowingly creating in my mind and body. Now, are there times where something is sad and I want to feel sad? Absolutely. Is there something where I want to feel a little anxious and it makes sense to do so? Yes, of course. If someone dies and I'm feeling grief, that's absolutely something that's appropriate. But the point of this model and what I've come to learn is that when, when I realized that I have a choice, then you hack the system in a different way. You hack your own system. And even if something 
feels true, it begs the question, is my thought about this worth creating feelings in my own body that cause me to suffer and struggle? Is thinking this way, even if the thing is true, is it really serving me to think this way? We have a choice always about what we're thinking, and it's just a matter of getting enough spaciousness and awareness to become aware of those thoughts. And this model, along with a lot of other practices, meditation, mindfulness, yoga, maybe it's exercise for some people, this practice that you can do quickly every day or when something specifically triggers you, you can do it in your journal. It takes a few minutes. And I've gotten to the point where I can do it on the fly in my head And if you practice, you would be able to do this too, although I think writing has been shown to be even more effective as far as solidifying that learning into your brain by writing it. It just becomes so freeing and it just frees you of emotions that hold you back sometimes. At first, the goal is to just become aware of the thought that you're thinking that's causing you either to suffer or causing you to not get the results that you want. And then eventually you can replace the thought with a bridge thought that is higher vibrational. It's going to give that you that higher frequency feeling and it's going to change the cascade of your actions and then therefore your results. So eventually the goal is to on purpose change the thoughts you're thinking and practice those new thoughts on purpose, even if they don't feel 100% true, that there's something that you're working towards. It's also so freeing because we all, to some degree, will try to exert control over other people or situations. And I think that that's normal and human. But when we realize that the thing that we actually can control, which is ourselves, and especially talking about this model, then that's how we actually create the most peace and freedom, in my opinion, when we focus on what we can control and let go of what we can't control. And it's not that we still don't have opinions or hard conversations or make requests of people, but it's that we understand and realize that what we could be controlling, we've not worked on at all this whole time. And a lot of people, when they start to use the model, get a little depressed, realizing that they've been thinking a habitual thought and feeling like they've wasted a lot of their time or a lot of their life thinking thoughts that they didn't even know they were thinking. And I think uh, no matter where we're at in life, It's just about having your own back and and just being okay with where you are, but still having the intention of, you know, doing things better or working on things. So adding shame or judgment to something that's already challenging is never usually, it's not usually a great thing. It just adds layers. So just with this model, the circumstances are situations, again, that are really out of our control. And I think collectively, we're so used to certain commentary that we all just somehow collectively agree on. But when we really start to question some of these things, it's it's really life-changing and it's really profound. So an example that's coming to mind, let's take the example of either a flat tire or something going wrong with your car, like a little fender bender, a car accident, you're you, you come out 
bed and your tires are flat or something like that. Is your habitual experience, your initial thing to be upset, frustrated, and sort of overwhelmed or, you know, thinking like this shouldn't be happening? Why is this happening? Or is your initial thing to get curious, problem solve, and sort of, you know, be like, okay, well, this isn't great, but no big deal. So what, you know, just something like that, for example, or maybe you used to be on one side of the coin, and now you're on the other. So just things like that, where we collectively and individually have predictable responses to certain circumstances. Another thing that's coming to mind is just the power of our brain and body and how powerful they really are. A couple examples are coming to mind. One example is people who have been prisoners of war, maybe lived through um, the concentration camps and the people that lived, you know, through it and survived who they've had to create a different reality with their thoughts and think about the situation in extreme circumstances and not make it mean maybe what other people were making it mean in order to survive. And I think the cool thing, and I'm probably going to say this a hundred times because I'm, I'm super passionate about it. And I think it's just the coolest thing. But when we have imagination and focused thoughts along with heartfelt feelings and sensations in our body that we tap into, our brain and body do not know the difference between the thing that's actually happening and the thing that's happening in your brain and body. So if I practice piano in my mind and feel the physical sensations of hitting the keys and really focus in on that with my my inner vision, my focus, my imagination, but also feeling how I would feel if I were playing the piano and going through those sensations. There was a study done where the people that practice piano in real life, like physically practice the piano and the people that imagined playing the piano with a focused, concentrated energy improved the same amount, if not better. And I know athletes, sports teams are really privy and adopt this mindset when it comes to, you know, visualization ahead of time and like seeing the shot ahead of time. I know a lot of athletes know about this and a lot of musicians, Um, but even just as people in everyday life, we can use this amazing high tech software and hardware we have in our own body and create amazing results. But it's just that we've not been taught necessarily most of us how to use it in a really uh, efficient and effective way that is serving us. We also, especially in committed relationships and partnerships, tend to have something that I call a manual. And This gets us also into a lot of trouble because we have thoughts about or beliefs about or expectations of our significant other as if we have a manual for them, but we don't inform them always of everything that's in the manual. And when they don't abide by what we have decided the manual is for them, we get upset and unfairly expect them to live up to what our manual is or what our idea of what we want without really discussing most of those items in the manual ahead of it ahead of time. And so that gets us into a lot of tr- in trouble with relationships because we think a a lot of thoughts that just aren't true and we make our partner's actions mean something and 
it's not necessarily the truth. It's just a thought that our brain is thinking. And I'm just pondering about how many, you know, unneeded arguments or unnecessary issues we have in our world and in our lives because of the lack of understanding of this reality of the model. It's kind of mind blowing. So I want you to consider, maybe think about a circumstance either in your life right now or that has happened in your life. And this could be a circumstance can be something that someone said to you. It can be something that happened that is out of your control or was out of your control. And I want you to just hone in on one circumstance and thinking about why it was hard and what you were thinking about that circumstance. And in preparation for the next podcast or two that I'll do about the model, see if you can think about and not like such an exaggerated version of the truth that your brain won't believe it, but something that you could look at honestly and and see how you might have thought about it differently. I'm going to give you an example in preparation for the next podcast that I do about thoughts, about how we bridge the thoughts from our habitual thought that we're thinking that we don't really want to be thinking anymore to the new thought that still feels believable. And I'm going to give an example now so you can start practicing if you'd like or thinking about it. So if someone, for example, has the thought that I don't like my body or I hate my body, then I'm never going to suggest that someone starts with I love my body to replace the thought because that's too far of a jump. Our brain is not going to believe it and it's going to reject it because it's the opposite side of the spectrum. So an example of a thought that can bridge that gap to that higher vibratory thought that's still believable, instead of saying or believing or thinking, I hate my body or I don't like my body, I suggest for clients and for people to say, well, I have a body. So I have a body is still true. Your brain can believe that and get on board with like, yes, I have a body, but it's not so low on that vibratory frequency scale as I hate my body. So that's an example of bridging a thought. And we'll talk more about that in my podcast coming up about the thoughts, but just wanted to give you a jump on that and have you start thinking about your circumstances in your life that maybe you could cultivate or choose to have a different reaction to. So just being aware uh, this week in the next couple weeks of things that trigger you and maybe just questioning and becoming aware of the thoughts you might be thinking that are making you feel that way. Getting used to owning that the circumstances don't cause our feelings, we cause our feelings. It's a lot to swallow, but I promise if you try this on, it will click soon and it it can be life-changing. Okay, have an awesome week. And I'll talk to you soon. And hey, I also want to invite you to join me for my six-month coaching program. I'll work with just you one-on-one, and I'm going to help you get the results that I know you can get. I promise your life will be different. Go to www.rebelheartcoaching.com to sign up for a consult today. I'll see you inside.